Today I'm talking to Brendan Murray, a photographer and videographer from South Jersey. We discuss the importance of contrast in life and art. Let's get into it. Yeah, well, like a lot of the things that you believe in and you talk about, you said to me the other day that the only way that you could see it being effective as like a way that you could help influence these things is through your art. How do you want to bring, promote like a balance through art? Like what is your plan to promote a balance through art? Well, I'm in for one talks because I'm in arts very like, especially what I do, it's very open-ended. Mm-hmm. It really is like, it's what you interpret it as. So you're saying and, visuals, you would say it's more interpretive for the viewer. Yeah. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I need to address my perspective. And I think right. sometimes the best is either through rap or through just me speaking. Right. And sometimes right. me speak. I mean, one thing with rap, it puts a limit on me. So it's like, sometimes it just looks really creative and it's in a good way they put a limit on me. But with this and actually here, let me, I, I have trouble expressing. Okay. Like I think I'm okay with words, but I have a a problem expressing myself to the fullest capacity with words. And this also has to do a lot. And I 100% believe this, that language is bull. Language is pretty much bullshit, and it needs to be fused together because look at a Spanish person expressing themselves. Look at a English speaker expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you think and all, you're like? Mm-hmm. Have you always had a hard time like with with speaking and like formulating your thoughts? Do you think? I used to stutter a lot as a kid, really? not because I had a stuttering problem, because I was so excited when I would talk. Right. So, do you think that's what attracted you to to the visual arts? Because it's kind of less. Yeah, my main point is saying this as well is that like no matter how much I articulate my words, I will never get the full expression across. So I like to just tell people just listen to my intention, mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And actually, Nick said it the best. Like I I forget if he told me straight up or like I forget, but. I don't express myself good through words, but you can just, you, you can tell what I'm saying through my intention mm-hmm. and all that. It's so, like, it's just like, I think the, like some of the visuals that you worked on, like, is there anything you're trying to say specifically with that or? Well, I, my goal with the past visuals I've done besides the music videos. And I mean, what I'm thinking about doing now is I want to make like kind of dream sequences, mm-hmm. like an eye into a different realm. And the thing is, it might have an eerie feeling to it, or it might have a very, like, inspirational or, like, beautiful element to it, or just, like, you know... Oh, okay, I'll just say they'll probably have, like, a negative, like, dark, mysterious vibe to it, and then they'll have, like, a positive, like, light yeah, spectrum. Yeah, I think style type. is very, like, dark, dark shadows with very vibrant colors. It's like a, like, like you're saying, like the contrast and things like that. Well, and that's what I love is the, is the contrast of, like, and I I try to work a lot with contrast. Mm -hmm. My main, well, the main point of that is because it's, say the positive and the negative, right? That's a beautiful contrast of each other, but it's not contrasting each other currently in this world. And this is kind of back to more the prophetic uh, stuff I was saying is that, how do I explain? It's not contrasting each other in a beautiful way. It's actually it's clashing with each other. Mm-hmm. So your so goal is to always make shit contrast rather than clash. I mean, I've never thought about it that way, but yeah, one hundred percent. Um, because I mean, okay, let me put it this way: I I am a 
walking embodiment of a contrast. I mean, okay, I'm not the only obvious... I'm obviously not the only uh, Filipino-Irish person out there. Mm. But my main thing is... Well, for one thing, culturally, I don't really have a culture. So, But I grew up in, like, two different kind of stuff that does contrast each other. Right. So I've always kind of been the middle element. But for me, I kind of just look at it as, like, culturally, it's... Like, okay, like, I come from medieval castles and all that knights and like druids type stuff like from ireland and i mean i i mean this is i fucking love ireland dog like i know like irish people hate them uh, well not hate themselves but hate their culture and it's because it's really the culture has been lost but it's such like the ancient culture is beautiful even irish american culture is beautiful because it's just about a bunch of like they were looked at as like literally how like they were looked at as like neanderthals like they come here it's like oh uneducated irish catholics and shit so like i mean they have a lot of achievements to like you know go up in the world but my main point of saying is that i mean i love this culture so much the irish culture mm -hmm. and then at the same time filipino culture when i started learning what it actually was i was like oh shit it's not just spain mm -hmm. and all that it's like you you have like ancient muslim um yeah like ancient muslim kingdoms there's uh, like the Tagalog people, which is actually like I am considered a Tagalog, which is like a certain part of which is OK, pretty much like what I am as a Filipino. I am I'm almost positive. I am a mix of Chinese, Indian, uh, then also Austronesian, which is pretty much like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> OK. And, uh, yeah. But like I mean, OK, like he went into Samoa and Samoa was like, you know, I'm not saying it's the best land, but like, I mean. The food there probably made the Samoans there, like, you know, bigger and all that. But mm -hmm. what my point in the Philippines is I feel like maybe, like, through colonization, they ended up getting, like... Well, I mean, not necessarily, I, honestly. I mean, that's just a thought that I had. But, like, okay, my point is, though, is... Is, like, okay. It's embracing the contrast. Right. So you feel like your whole yeah. life has kind of been about contrast yeah like okay. what in every single way it has been or is like about you being always aware of or is it something that you've reflected on and become more aware of as it as the time passed as the time passed definitely and i mean here kind of put a word on what i was trying to say about myself and all that so i'm grateful that because the okay like again like there in certain languages and like english there's not a word for everything so to right. find a word sometimes to like that resonates is very deep yeah and all yeah, that for sure yeah so basically what i was like kind of saying with like contrast is like i mean when i was younger i kind of felt lost in the contrast mm -hmm. if i mean if that's like uh if people can kind of feel what i'm saying there but it's like i felt like i was not i wasn't a full any like okay like for instance like around white kids i'm always like all right yeah sure he's here but he's also not me per se right so you always felt and all that, you always felt a little different like you didn't exactly I did. fit yeah well the thing is also as well from where i'm from my my dad like he wasn't from this direct part of this community like he's right. from jersey but he's not from this exact micro dot of this community which a lot of communities like i'll say like there's the philly jersey community that's literally its own closed off mm -hmm. world it has its own traditions that if you don't follow actually a lot of people are judgmental about i've realized mm. or they're just like they feel weird about it but again like my dad came from new york irish and okay. all that 
and did have I, a strong I, culture of Irish, or when it got to you, it was kind of like a little bit watered down and lost. Well, okay, he is very Irish American mm-hmm. and all that, so that's his culture, and I have embraced it. But my uncle, at, like, who actually lives in Ireland, I mean, he's from New York, but he ended up moving to Ireland when he was younger, and then like has a wife in Ireland as well now. Um, he, oh, like, okay, I went to Ireland when I was young, and he just brought me to any castle possible. Right. I all I wanted to do was just go look at castles, and it's like to me, it was just like, all right, Irish leprechaun. I didn't think Irish castle, Irish like medieval shit. Um, right. And now magic and all that stuff, it's like, I mean, to me, it's like, I find it just, my thing is, okay, also what I'm saying is, there was a time where I only considered myself Asian mm-hmm. and all that stuff, or only considered myself white. And what I'm kind of saying is like to block out one end of the spectrum is actually causing a imbalance. Right. It's like you were saying, it's all about the contrast. So like literally in every mm. aspect of your life it's, it's about contrast and like embracing the the yin yang yeah. kind of thing so to speak yeah i mean i ha- i can't say i've done it all my life because right. again it's like there's times where i kind of like i kind of blocked out the energy because it's like again it's like i mean where i'm from i'm literally like you got people that like all right their family been in philly and all that stuff and like you know there's like you know say their grandfather lived in philly then moved to the suburbs and all that stuff right of jersey and it's like all right like they have their own story that a lot of people are only know about Mm -hmm. but but for me again like my dad wasn't from jersey he's a white dude from new york that's actually it's sure they're both white they could both be irish but they still have both different backgrounds and then my mom for instance she's um she's from singapore right she's like okay she comes here and like okay sure she's filipino and all that but at the same time like there's a different like she's from singapore so she has her own culture that's like influenced differently than do you than think art or anything helped you find a way to oh, deal yeah. with the contrast like how would how would you say that helped you i would say art really just helped me like find something that i felt like i was in the sense of again like i mean like okay i'm asian but i was never asian enough mm. then it's also then i'm white but then i'm also i'm asian still so you're not really white mm. and i mean i'm both i'm gonna say i'm not one or the other i'm both and I, I embrace it now but my main point is like again with like contrast it's like art really showed me just like well, I mean, before there was a point where my art was mainly more, like, fear-based, I would say, in a good way. Because, again, fear is not a bad thing. Fear is a primal instinct that actually... It's your instinct. It saves your fucking ass and all right. that. It's just you don't let it run over your life because you need the... You need... Okay, you need the physical aspect of life, and then you just need the invisible aspect of life. Which, the invisible is, like, the positive charge, in a sense. Like, I would say the heavenly... Like, again, feel- the ether... Do you feel like almost like the art gave you like the stability and then you could work backwards from there? Yeah, like, I would say the art rediscover yourself. I would say it kind of gave me just the. OK, I could express this energy in any way. I feel like it just gave me a, a way I loved expressing the energy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, OK, again, if I started making from the time I was 15 with all the ideas I had at 15, it would have been hysteria. Yeah. It would have been. You would have seen all just teen angst, fucking hating the world, 
feeling powerless, especially in school. Because I mean, I'll tell you straight up, school makes you feel powerless. Yeah. And all that, and it actually um, pushes you into a state of thinking you're the only one. Like it thinks it makes you separate from the tribe, actually. Yeah. And it's even it's like all right, if you're like a really smart kid, they separate you from the tribe by putting you in like the bougie like top class. And then say like if you're on the bottom of the ground, I mean like how I was and shit, it kind of makes you feel it, it makes you separate and withdraw from the community in a sense, which separation is important to distinguish yourself, but not separation isn't it shouldn't take you out of the collective. Right. But I think I was a little off topic, but like contrast, for instance, is like it's it needs to okay, like pretty much the world needs to like see that we're the same but not and that's kind of contrast like again like black and white works together perfectly when you put in yin and yang but it's not like black is better than white it's completely different than white but it works together you feel me right right there's like so, a bit of like a coexistence exactly well that's the thing and this is also where it gets back to kind of dragon or dragon quest at the end of the game or they always reiterate in the game you cannot have light without darkness or darkness without light mm -hmm. so my main thing and i was actually in a, a clubhouse call about this they were talking about how no matter how hard say the um, what is right in a sense or the what's good in the world fights against evil that evil will always come out a way to just prevail or vice versa like mm -hmm. evil will destroy light but then light will prevail somehow and it's just a never-ending fight but the thing is i don't think it should be a fight it should be a dance mm -hmm. it should be like give take working together back and forth like instead of like you see light and dark you should see it just like well my main point is you can look up it talks uh, like divine right of kings that it says that certain people are the only people that can see through the veil of what evil is in this world that like okay and there's a lot of people that see it through so it's not like i am the chosen one or this person's the chosen one blah 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 i think it's literally there's just certain people in this world and all that and there's it's there's beauty in leading and there's beauty in following mm -hmm. that's all i like and also one thing uh, again yeah it's like you can't have one without the other but also another contrast is you can't be a leader if you don't follow you need to look at everything like the both sides of it and then you have to also see where it can connect it we are the authority in our life and we're taught otherwise we were taught to think we're powerless especially through school we we, we were taught to withdrawn from the collective that is in a sense our community and our people and uh, okay here's the thing you got and i mean i'm gonna say it right now we're kind of both guilty for this we kind of want to and like we want to pursue our stuff but it's also we felt like people didn't look at us like we were able to do it so we want to be like no i don't need people i can do this on my own right i agree with that yeah and my thing is okay if we were to do it on our own where would we go like all right say if i was working for lionsgate is that by myself no you got the whole team with you exactly i got somebody stuff in my pockets or what i well there's Rocky Five where it's pretty much it was talking about how like the fucked up part of the sports industry and stuff like well, they, they let them drive around their Cadillac or some shit make them feel all special and shit. 
but my main point is as artists and i think it's like I, we're built to be artists mm-hmm. that's simply as is i just feel like school targeted our needs in a sense like for instance i'm not meant to be like for me i wasn't meant to be told what to do i was meant to be doing something right like in school i I wasn't meant to stand there and listen i was meant to like all right brendan you can go here you can do this you can tinker around with this like not figure it out but be led in that way i'm supposed like for me i was very in my head i was thinking so outside the box in the school but again then us at a certain point i got i got chastised for being that way mm-hmm. for being myself i was being chastised so my point is school we're taught to be powerless and we're separate from each other and again this where re- relates back to what i was saying about them making it on your own you can only make it with your people like you have to build a team yeah and all that i think we have and I think oh, bro, we did we, it unconsciously. Yeah, exactly. The more we've built a team, I think the better the outcome has been. Oh yeah. Um, but like you said, it's definitely been like an unconscious thing. I don't think any of us really knew what we were doing when we. I'd love to tell you that we did know, but I don't think that we no. did. I think it was like you're saying an unconscious thing. Yeah. And one thing a lot was, I, I know for a fact you felt the same way. Like. I wanted to work for Rooster Teeth. You wanted to, I, I didn't want to work for Rooster Teeth. I wanted to work for something like Rooster Teeth right. or like JK okay. Films type a collect, stuff. A collective of people, yeah. Yeah, well not even a collective. It's like, hey, I'm a collective, but literally like a business of people. We're all building each other up and all that. And that's something I always want being like growing up in the YouTube age where like literally like Ryan Higa and like all these like Asian YouTubers and just like and Smosh and all that their work environments lit as shit right like their work culture and all that because okay one thing is and i'm actually in a class with like people that want to kind of get out of well no they kind of want to change their jobs and all that for me it's like i mean i'm younger so it's like i'm trying to get into a job so it kind of works out right so they're telling a lot of what they're saying is it's not that they don't like their job they hate their community like in a sense like you go to an office okay every single job and this is what have people have to realize every single job has a different community and it affects people in different ways making them more separate because all right in the um, let's say the labor industry like you know like um physical labor you got people that are um more rugged because it's a physical job you got people that are also like Okay, in a sense, like, you, you know, I would, I'm not talking down at all. It's just differences in people. And this is like, I, I want to, again, yeah. address. A- again, it's all about embracing the contrast. Because you got people that are, say, the Home Depot crowd. Right. They come in, they live a more rugged, um, labor type job. Because also, guess what? That's what the perception of labor is, that you need to be a rough, rough guy or something like that. Yeah. And... I don't think it's literally that those guys are all like that. I think it's just they're trying to live up to the perception of what it is as well because maybe their father was a rough a rough guy that did the same exact thing and then he was taught by this guy that um maybe it was a company or something that it, it's just a never-ending thing but then also I mean the other point is is that office culture. Mm-hmm. Office culture, I mean okay, honestly just literally your answer 
is in American Psycho. Right. Like, all right, that guy is not at all like a Walmart or, or no, like a Home Depot crowd guy. And all that they it's like again there's this own culture and a lot of like the um yuppie um eight or 80s yuppie um corporate culture that's very toxic so is the labor like say the labor um community and so is like say the um, even the art customer community. service wait what's that even the art community oh. there's a lot of toxic oh stuff. yeah oh yeah 100 and i feel like the thing was, I always felt like I related to the art community, so that's also why I, I joined. Right. But I think that the fact that we weren't put into it, like, it's like, say, like, some guy came up to me, he's like, hey, I want you to be on my production company and all that, blah, 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 at the age of 16, and he's throwing money in my face. I'm like, oh my God. And, like, being that little resentful 16 year old to, like, all the fucking teachers that told me I couldn't do shit, right. I would have went there and probably would have got fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I would have probably got lion packed the fuck out of like yeah, to be honest no, they would have there's we're lucky in a sense that there's no community out here really I mean it, there's there's like fractured segmented things and different mm-hmm. groups of people some of which I'll kind of talk to I want to use this platform as a way to kind of bridge the gap between a lot of different people but mm-hmm. yeah you know there was never at least when we started there was never any like community it it, it it you know i mean maybe there was that we just weren't aware of but from everyone yeah. we well in new jersey specifically of, yeah yeah well we, again it's York, like you might find more concise communities but in the fucking yeah. middle of nowhere in new jersey it's just kind of like you know there's not there's not really anything here so we had to kind of create everything ourselves oh yeah and it's like again we could have been born into say like actually a lot of people are born into the hollywood industry yeah like without even knowing like say like Shia LaBeouf for instance like his dad was a filmmaker so obviously him being in that community and I mean I'm not saying Shia LaBeouf's a bad person but like you know like Shia LaBeouf got his demons and all that shit and like I think he humbled himself especially talking about it in Honey Boy which I did not watch but I know it's pretty much about him growing up and I think again well one thing is Hollywood is its own world and you have to realize we as people are looking to one little community in New Jersey or no no in Hollywood or in California for all of our cultural inspiration. Yeah. And these people are fucked up in the head. Well the thing now is it's all been fractured yeah. because of COVID. Everyone's fleeing and everything's mm-hmm. just going online. So I think we're entering an age now where and maybe this isn't a good thing. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But I think most of the content that people consume, I don't, I don't think it's going to matter where you live anymore. I, I still see people that, you know, mm. think that they need to move to a New York or they need to move to an LA yeah. to be successful. But I think that might be the wrong move because you can truly build the foundation anywhere. Like, if you think about it, we're from the middle of nowhere, but we have a solid team. Oh my god, yeah. And I just, like, I feel like once you find, like, okay, like, for instance, like, um, shout out Los, like, Nuance, and all that, right? Um, we met him in the weirdest fucking way, and also, like, I'm gonna keep it real, me and him were, like, mad synchronicities with him, bro. Mad secret, like, for instance, like, like, he, we invited him to have a meeting at a Chinese spot and all that. I mean, like, sure, we weren't, like, we didn't get to work immediately, but he was literally listening to an audiobook 
with Kevin Hart in it, and it said, er, Kevin Hart was literally saying, early in his career, he had he didn't have shit, but he had people that literally believed in him hard that would invest in him, like money-wise and also just skill-wise. He came in, we said, yo, like, and we didn't directly say this, we're kind of like, fuck the money, we want to invest in you. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's, that's, that's, that should be everyone's <laughs> early game. Yeah. Of well, that's get into this shit is you gotta do work for like five plus years for free, and it sucks. Yeah. But if you love the game, like, there's a reason I don't mind doing free work for certain people because I yeah. love the game. I don't care about the money. I love the game, and if it's a good project, then for me, I'm getting something out of it. At the end of the day, I'm getting to exercise something that's inside myself, and. Mm-hmm be a part of something greater like to be a part of the, like like the sleep house projects with nick and evan and oh my god yeah and, you know like um you know to be able to exercise that part of myself is is an honor that like no financial gain like institution would, yeah no financial gain would really oh. line up to you know what i mean like yeah well my thing is and this is how i feel about it it's Okay, money is a necessity of life, but the thing is, the money comes later with this. You have to, like, return on investment, for one, like, on, in art, is, like, for one thing, you get the fulfillment out of it, if you especially love your project. But I think the money part will come once it goes public, and obviously there's a good system behind it. But, again, it's, like, I mean, we need it, but people need to look at it as like all right you're not going to get money immediately yeah, you're not going to have the security to money, it's not going to work and it's cliche yeah. to say that but it truly is uh it's really yeah. not yeah because i mean again like i fucking love rapper money <laughs> i mean like that's i mean i wouldn't the reason i want to be a rapper is not because of money it's because of how i make money and also the the way of it it's like i can go up wild the fuck out on stage like fucking spit my heart out like i fucking do like i do that shit impulsively sometimes Mm. like you say that's like a part of i mean i would say that it from my perspective it seems like a natural part of your contrast because you have the visual stuff that's kind of unspoken and then you have this Mm -hmm. other side of you that wants to kind of let it all out through through a musical sense yeah and actually i would say that's more like the visuals would be more interpretive. Obviously, there's going to be more cohesion in the future when I can. But again, with music, I mean, I, I kind of, I, I'm getting better at fucking expressing myself through bars and sh- right. shit. Like before, I mean, I more just did it because I just love, I love flowing. I love flowing on a beat, bro. Right. Like that's my favorite fucking shit. And I mean, I never intended to want to be a rapper, but it's just everything kind of lined up. It's like, all right, well, you're. You're already impulsively rapping every fucking day. And it was a lot to do with prove the point of I can... Because, I mean, you remember me first starting rapping and all that shit. It's like I forced myself to do it and then it's just something I fell in love with. But... Okay, honestly, people really need to think about this. What art are you influenced by? What art was so pivotal in your life that it literally changed the game for you? Do you have something like that? um honestly darkest before dawn shout out you for showing me that shit yeah well that morning like our future was like a a big turning point for me oh oh my god yo bro like it's i feel like especially when you're younger it's art so much more impactful to you yeah 
if you want to keep up with Brendan and his projects, follow him on Instagram at Brendan J. Murray. And if you want to support the show, give us a follow on Instagram at thank you for your dot art.